Welcome to the Decompression Chamber. I am your humble host, Andrea, and joining me this week is one of my shipmates. I've had a habit of the first several episodes of interviewing people who have served 30 or more years ago, but this week we have a more recent veteran, uh, my pal, my shipmate, Curtis Lenz. How are you doing, Curtis? I'm uh, doing pretty good. How have you been? I've I've been great, and uh, just so people know, we have about a decade to catch up on. Uh, yeah. It's the first time we've talked since we were both over in the Middle East, over in Bahrain. Uh, so this is going to be great. Um, I'm so excited that you could be on and, uh, you know, get to catch up and uh, put that out to the world. Right. I'm just super happy. I was scrolling on Facebook and saw you put this ad out. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I got to talk to talk to my homegirl. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on. And um, yeah, just to kind of let everyone know, but also to let you know, this is I want to get people's stories of service but you know we kind of want to get the before and after as well because uh we didn't enter the military in a vacuum we heard stories about it growing up had some vision of maybe what we wanted to be i thought that i should be an eod technician that didn't work out that's why you met me as a master at arms (laughs) but um but yeah we'll we'll start from the beginning so where where are you from originally uh, I grew up in middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, a uh, small town called Phillips. Okay. Um, so if you've, if you've heard of Milwaukee, I assume, right? Of course. Nowhere near there. Um, <laughs> <All right. laughs> about about uh, five, six hours north. Um, so woods, trees, more animals than there are uh, human beings. Um, like 1,500 people. I think it's like 1,500 people now. So oh, wow. we've, we've, we've improved by like... 130 percent since i left um, oh wow so that's good that's exponential growth <laughs> right just, the economy's really booming over there good. um uh basically uh, i had a whole lineage of navy uh, my dad wow. two of my uncles uh grandpa and then i had a, another grandpa who was army um so basically i was in in school when uh, the recruiters always come visit and the first thing i did was like hell yeah marine corps baby yeah um so brought the Marine Corps recruiter uh, to meet my parents and do the whole interview with them. And man, were they going to kill me? Yeah. Um, I didn't have to worry about going over, over the sandbox and getting shot. They were going to murder me before I could get there. Um, <laughs> Cause uh, especially my, my one uncle was a corpsman. So since oh, he did, so he knew, yeah. he, he knew what was up. He's like, Oh, they're, they're evil. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. I want to do evil things. This is right. perfect match. <laughs> like why would you join the military and not want to cause like straight hate and discontent? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that kind of slipped away a little bit. Um, and so I just, I, I promised my parents I would talk to every single branch um, and give everyone that, that fair shake. Yeah. So, so I'm at the air force and I was like, dude, you're a bunch of pussies. No, I'm out. Um, <laughs> the army was the army dude had an iq of like two so like, okay, like this clearly isn't for me and uh yeah. the navy just never showed up interesting so i was like i'm like boom i met my need agreement let's go get to get to some killing here um yeah and then one day out of the blue i get this phone call and it's from uh my recruiter uh ctm1 jason malari um good dude he, he didn't lie to me like a single ounce um yeah which is like super rare apparently. Um, That's a stereotype for sure. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, super cool dude. Um, got me signed up, uh, went in as a, a master arms cause I wanted to be a cop. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. 
because we get uh, for high school we could do like apprenticeships and i got an apprenticeship with uh the local pd of like all two cops oh, oh nice um well yeah <laughs> kind of right. all right coin toss on who my mentor is gonna be <laughs> exactly <laughs> like literally um yeah. no so it was like it was super cool and i was all all about it um so joined up and i was like yeah you know get some and uh yeah, for shipped sure. off to shipped off to boot camp in October of eleven. Okay. Um, oh, but totally, totally did the the cool guy thing and tried to uh, um, do the whole buds thing because we had just gotten Bin Laden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. When when I was in Depp, so I was like, oh yeah, like time to hit the pool, and I'm like, nope, I am bad at this. <laughs> swimming is swimming is not my thing, but still, let's join the navy. Right. Um, right. Well, you don't have to swim that well to join the navy. Let's be honest. <laughs> Which I learned I'm actually, like, damn near Michael Phelps compared to half the people I went to boot camp with. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, swim remediation classes. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask, I mean, your entire family yeah. lives in Wisconsin, but they all were in the Navy? Right. Super just... weird. Like, we, we technically have water, but... Yeah, it's not you know. salty. Yeah. No, no. Very, very, uh, just mud. Eh. Um, but yeah, that was that pretty works. much... That was pretty much it. Like, yeah, you know, we had canoes, not, uh, you know, battleships and aircraft carriers. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you, you had, you know, some sailing experience, you know, more like self-propulsion than, say, right. you know, an engine. Right. It's, it's all in the triceps with kayaks, you know. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you realize the pool's not for you while you're in depth. Thank God. And right. uh, and then you're, you're off to boot camp and uh, you... Like you said, you knew you wanted to be a master at arms. How long were you uh, in depth for? Eight months. Yeah, I was on the longer end too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I pretty much told him I refused to sign up for anything else if uh, that wasn't in the cards. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, go to get through depth. Go to boot camp. I uh, got put in a, a 900 division. So all the fancy people that uh, either play instruments, sing, or serve the chain of command lemonade during graduation uh, um wait, which category did you fall into the last lemonade. one all oh, right yeah. totally lemonade made lemonade. hell yeah <laughs> um, it was terrible like the ratio was off it tasted like pink water um well, they don't have high expectations i don't imagine so <laughs> no no not at all they just kind of smile and wave and like oh you're dumb welcome to the navy and it's like, you're you're welcome you know here. i'm <laughs> stupid for everybody um but no uh so i remember you do the spec war brief and then you could go try out. So I tried out and actually passed. Oh, like good the, for you. The standard was super low. Yeah. Um, for all that. Um, in comparison to Depp, where it was super competitive, like at boot camp, like, cool, you passed. Like, congratulations. I'm like, dibs, I'm in. So I ended up getting a BUDS contract. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. And that, that lasted all of like three days until I drowned. And I was like, nope, this clearly again isn't for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Went, went back to MA. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely for the best. I did those because uh, I I did have an EOD contract. I did do the whole nine yards while I was in boot camp. Uh, do not recommend, you know, unless that's no. something that like you would die to do and that you've spent like your whole life doing it. You've dreamed about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, definitely better to just go regular Navy, do that thing. Yep. So yeah, I, I had. A little bit more of a timely, ti- uh, time-consuming detour, but hey, at least I know, <laughs> and, and right. you know too. It took you a lot, lot less time to figure it out. 
Right. And, and, and your death experience, which, uh, I think throughout our hour, you're going to find, I got a lot of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but no, it's kind of funny that you bring up uh, you want to be EOD because that's uh, that's what I do for a living on the outside now. I'm a I'm a public safety bomb technician. Holy crap, that's awesome! Um, it is a great gig. Highly recommend if you ever decide to go back to wearing a badge. Okay. Um, yeah. Super fun job. Yeah, we 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 will do a deep dive on that. Well, we'll try and stick to chronological because I'm no Quentin Tarantino. Right. I don't. I try not to jump around. It makes it too confusing for me. But. Uh, but yeah, right. we'll, it, we'll get into we're, that. It's not one of those uh, stories where you start briefly at the end and then go back to the beginning just to periodically make your way to the end again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that organized to pull that off, but um but okay, so you, so you managed to make it through boot camp, you get sent to Lackland for for A school, I I assume. Yep. Okay. And uh they like offer you uh PRP or they so I they did offer me PRP and I was dumb enough to be like hell yeah let's do this. Um, Everyone is so it's right? not like you're an outlier. <laughs> um, and I got disqualified because I'm allergic to penicillin. Interesting. Right, so super lucky win there. It's like thank God for medical conditions. Right. Um, yeah. Oh my God, you're allergic to penicillin. We can't have you stateside. Let's send you overseas. I mean, the logic right? of the navy is insane. Oh. It's- astronomical like it's great <laughs> all right cool so i so they all right they disqualified you from prp but like sometimes um people fresh out of a school they'll they might have slots for like uh go to mwd school or did they have anything like that or it was just like nope we we already know where you're we're sending you i think it was the class before me had mwd slots um so then mine didn't okay. uh get it um, and then they had just a wide range of just like onesies and twosies can go here. Um, and actually Bahrain was the only one that had three. Oh, um, right on. And, uh, luckily I was, uh, I was pretty much the top of my class. Um, so I, I could have picked anywhere and there were some great spots like Rota, Spain, uh, Oof. like Siganella. Um, and I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to the Middle East. Um, I, well, yeah, cause right? I tell you, you're the tip of the spear and. Everything oh, yeah. else, yeah. Good old fifth fleet. Yeah. <laughs> so did, yeah. Did your instructors just go, uh, when you picked it, or they were like, whatever, we don't care. Right. No, they down. didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yep. They never do. <laughs> <laughs> they they see a few thousand of us in a year. They don't give a shit about any one of us. No, no, of course not. But okay, so you pick uh you pick Bahrain and uh you remember the other two people who were gonna pick it with you or they got voluntold. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, Ashley Adair and uh, Stephen Morris. Okay. Um, so I think I think Morris is the only one who's still in. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Wow. I think he's in like I think he's in Guam or Hawaii. Or, he's always got tropical ass pictures on his stupid Insta. These lucky bastards, man! It's like, wait, they're gonna be a lifer? Oh, they went everywhere. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Right. They got they the made shit smart duty. decisions. Yeah, they've got the shit duty of Bahrain out of the way first, but. Yeah, yep. scored every ever since. Okay, well, cool. So, all right. So you get over to uh, to Bahrain, you know, and uh, they have to do whatever, like the sponsor program, or whatever. Yeah. Get yeah. you in there. Now, did you know right offhand that you were going to boats? Because I had I had been around and I was already like level two cocks and qualified, so I'm like, I know exactly where I'm going. I'm obviously going to harbor. It'd be stupid to put me anywhere else. 
Did you right. have any idea? How did you find that out? Um, so I was actually slotted to go landside. Oh, okay. Um, but I was checking in with another chick who had just got done doing boats, and she's like, I'm so tired of boats. So the the sponsor, uh, MA2, whatever the hell his name was, yeah. just like, you guys want to do an order swap? And we're like, cool. And we, uh, we flipped. Nice. And I got lucky enough to go to boats. Yeah, yeah. Boats, they always say, like, Harbor is the redheaded stepchild. And certainly in terms of advancement and, like, competition for evals, like, it is, like... yeah a place to pause <laughs> to plateau in your career but if you just want to be on easy street and just have a good time it's man it's the way to go right love boats no it was it was, it was a blast i i don't regret doing boat stuff at all yeah so um, um so when you get over to bahrain is that when you have to get your level two swim qual you hadn't had that yet right uh no i got that at um uh during the the pre-buds like when you're still at oh, great yeah, lake that's right yeah, 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 that's how I got mine too. Like, yeah, I just kind of forgot about it because I don't think they even ran like an actual test. They're just like, if you can swim 500 yards in 12 minutes, you pass. Pretty much. I think that's all they cared about. So, okay, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. You were already good to go. Yeah, they they pretty much said, "Hey, do you know how to brushstroke?" And I was like, "Kind of." So like, "Cool, show me." And I I think I did like 10 meters. I'm like, cool, good enough. Yeah. I'm like, yeah all right. I know. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you're not really going to swim that beautifully in swim trunks, you know, like you are now when you're kitted up and, you know, have a nine right. mil and, yeah, whatever yeah. else. Um, so, okay, so then what about, like, what year and month did you get to, to HPU? Oh, geez. Okay, so it would have been 2012, a April or May? Okay, well, got, then, yeah, you were right about the same time as me. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, it had to have been, because, yeah, I would have gotten there about April, April time frame. So, yeah, we were, uh, just to kind of paint the picture for people, we had our, our little tiny compound out there. We had a little, oh, little tiny exchange, like, the size of a closet. And uh, we had a lounge, TV area, um... And yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. And then they moved us out to like some giant compound. Like the last couple months, I was there. Yeah, was, like, NSA too. Yeah, that was that was horrible. I hated everything about that building. It it was a lot newer, which you would think makes it nicer, whatever else. But it was like, oh, we have to go get a boat underway. Okay, we have to like put our gear in a fucking gator and like drive it down. Like you couldn't walk anything down there. It was impossible. It no, was it was it was terrible because especially if you were the React boat and like shit popped off, yeah, you had to hump uh, like four hundred rounds of seven six two and your two forty like four hundred yards. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. was insane. Yeah, completely, completely stupid. And then, uh, yeah, uh, un unfortunate. But hey, these these things happen. Right. Um, but then if recollection serves, you were also one of the unlucky people who managed to get an M4 qual, so you had to stand tower watch at the oh, old yeah. compound. How, what was yeah, that like? In. Oh, my God. Um, if you've never dug deep into your own life, you need to go stand in a tower for about three months. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, yeah. you will find every flaw you've ever done in your entire life. You're like, oh, God, I remember when I was five. And I pushed little Timmy off the playground. Like, what a piece of shit human being I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's the worst watch. Not because, like, oh, I'm in a tower versus a boat. Like, that's not the deciding factor. It's I'm by myself. 
Because a right. boat, you've got one other person, or like you can kind of screw around on uh, on the VHF or something with your buddies. Right. But up there by yourself at the tower, maybe you have a stray dog to keep you company. Yeah. All you have is your own thoughts, and that's that could be a very dangerous thing. Right, and if you're on nights, you couldn't even sneak your laptop up because your laptop would emit light, and then they'd see you, and you're like, oh, damn it, you caught me. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do remember because, uh, you know, you you were a younger guy right out of high school at our old compound. Like, right as the gate was closing, some dude on a motorcycle tried yes. to squirt through, and you jumped out of that tower right Oh, my God, that was... That was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. I thought it was a- badass, and then the Gurkha uh, Earth, I think it was, came out of there and just got his baton right. extended, and the guy on the motorcycle was like, oh, fuck, everyone means business is, is going to kill me. Right. It was because, uh, yeah, there's that, that huge bridge. That was the only thing that connected our compound uh, to the mainland, and um so I see the gate just moving like cold molasses in January and I see this motorcycle. I'm just like, yeah, he's not going to make it. I look down at the gate, look back up at him. Like, nah, he's not going to make it, but it's getting closer. Take one last look down at the gate and look back. I'm like, oh fuck, he's going to make it. Oh, it sure as shit just zips right in at the, like the last possible second. Like I'm surprised like sparks didn't fly from the side of his bike hitting the gate. Wow. And, uh, Instead of, you know, using stairs like stairs are intended to do, I'm just like, cool, this is only like 25 feet. Pew! Right, <laughs> off, right off the side. Uh, super awesome, uh, like superhero landing, like one knee in the ground, like fist in the dirt or concrete, I guess, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily, I was wearing my, my hard knuckle gloves. And I, yeah. you know, just get up and I just m 4 him right in the face. It's like, dude, get out of here before I murder you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he, you know, Durka Durka's in... And then just bebops out of there. Yeah. Um, and, th- and then the adrenaline wore off and like my hand felt like it was just on fire. So I pulled my glove off and yeah. uh, like the blood was, with, with the heat was all like coagulated within minutes. So it was like this oh, yeah. red tar that just drew from my hand. Oh, and, like half my man. half my thumbnail was gone. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, this really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. But and hey, you know, you oh, yeah, kept the compound secure. Like, you know. Right. Maybe you could have gone down the stairs a little bit earlier, but, uh, you right, know, right. I mean, you accomplished the mission, you know? It's all good. Made and for a badass story. And that started the whole, like, you can't be in the tower anymore, and then, like, you never saw anything, so then, okay, everyone back in the tower, and there's just this roller coaster of whether or not you could be in the tower. Um, yeah. It was awesome. Um, and that incident cost us the championship against the British, which uh. really made me upset. Because I was uh, I was the command goalkeeper for the soccer team. Oh, okay. Um, and it, we had lost to them, so we were in the loser bracket and won all the way back to the final game. Um, we got through the first game because we had to beat them twice in a row. Oh, okay. Um, so we beat them, and then my phone goes off, uh, and it was uh, everyone Johnson. He's like, "Hey, man, we need you to come back in and like do a statement on what the hell happened." So all I was right. like, "But." but we're about to win. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, too too bad for us. So uh, we had to put our, our backup keeper in, and we ended up losing that game 2-1. to one. Damn. So, so you know, the real important thing was, was soccer, not, uh, you know, mission security here. Um, yeah, well, you know, priorities. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that scene from Office Space. You're like, we fixed the glitch. There's not a problem <laughs> yeah. anymore. Like, it'll just work itself out. <laughs> like, what do you say you do here? 
But uh, and I, I remember I was writing my statement. It was the first time I ever had to do a statement. I'm like, hey, am I like allowed to cuss? Because like, do you want me to write verbatim what I said to this dude? Which is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, am I allowed to cuss? And they're like, well, we really can't tell you what to write. And I'm like, okay, look, this is just me asking. Like, do I need to be 100% professional or 100% honest? I'm like, yeah. Which which is it? Pick one. Yeah, just just tell me. Like, I will clean it up if you don't want me to drop f bombs on official paperwork. But I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm just. I remember I'm just you know handwriting this whole crap. Yeah. And uh, Master Chief pokes his head out. The officer goes, "You should have killed him," and then just <laughs> shut the door. Oh my God! There's Hi, a baby. unicorn. There is a unicorn. <laughs> uh, that's uh, it's Maddie. She's a uh, four. Um, she's, uh, she's, she's my little princess. Oh yeah. She gets away with everything. Of course. At four years old. Right. And when she gets a boyfriend, oh, yeah. um, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. No, daddy's busy, baby. Hey, go clean up. Um, <laughs> right. That's great. Uh, yeah. The joys of being a dad. Oh yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome, man. Uh, so yeah, I ended up finishing that statement. And uh, I turned it in, and then I got the bad news that we lost. And I was like, oh, this night's ruined. <laughs> but, hey, as, as right. we're uh, as we're many, many nights in uh, in Bahrain. But, right. uh, but of course, you didn't just stand tower. I mean, you were Cox and qualified and everything, too. Uh, any fun stuff yeah. on the on the boats? Yeah, so, um, oh, God, what was his name? <laughs> Maddie, go away, baby. I don't want to see your teddy bear. I don't want to see your teddy bear. Um, but, <laughs> uh, kids. Yeah. Um, so I remember like the coolest thing uh, about the boats. Oh, God, I can't. His first name was Louie. I can't remember what his name was, but just big, uh, bald, I think, Puerto Rican dude was my gunner. And uh, and you remember doing the, the high value escorts. Um, yes. And the rule was always like two boats. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, manning and broken boats and everything else that's absolutely perfect about the Navy. It's like, oh, you got, you got this. Yeah, just single boat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, these, uh, we're, we're, we passed, uh, Triad and Daiwan, those, those two major, uh, poles. Oh, wow. You've got a better memory than I do. <laughs> and, uh, and we were headed out, uh, I think it's 37. Mm-hmm. Um, that one that's like just middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're getting close to there and there's three Iranian fishing dows and they pop up on my radar behind me. So I'm like, okay, I look and they're in like this beautiful V formation. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you remember our, our, uh, force continuum with like the 300 yards and in, which is just complete nonsense on open ocean. Um, oh yeah that's like 300 yards it sounds like a lot they're right on top of you right (laughs) and you can't really do anything until they're closer than that so it's just right it was like i think it was 100 yards is when you could actually like do something about it yeah yeah um and so yeah these these three blips come my radar i look and i'm like oh shit like and they're on a direct intercept course uh for um it was like a civilian ship too like the un ns something yeah yeah uh and so basically i look at at louis whatever his last name was again mm-hmm. and i was like all right dude like you know it's time to time to punch that paycheck and so you know i just bust the the fancy j turns and all that cool stuff they taught us at uh level two yeah yeah and uh so i i just get to that 300 yard line i just start yelling at him over the um the intercom unlike you in german uh <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of 
professionalism or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> English issues. Uh, right. That was awesome, though, that one day you were just outside the pier yelling at him in German. That was great. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, poor M.A. Wen Lewis got in trouble for that one. I'm like, eh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we we all enjoyed it. The repercussions on the, the back end weren't, weren't so great, but yeah. we all enjoyed it. It happens. Um, so anyway, yeah, these, these turds um, get to that 300-yard line. It's like, dude, like, they're, they're not listening to me. They're not... They're not uh, evading course, and they're still in that that perfect little V of uh, the three boats. Yeah. Um, so I'm just cutting them off, trying to do whatever it is we do, and not like completely destroy our boat. Right. Um, and then they they hit that magical like 200 yard line, when you're allowed to do the the tactical boat contact. Yeah. And so I end up pushing the the lead one into a second one. Oh damn! Um, and it spins both, at least like knocks them both off course. But now that number three just zips right past me. Oh, so it's like, okay, like two down, one to go. Like, this isn't good. Uh, again, fancy, uh, super cool J turn, go up. Um, and I'm sitting there, like, right at the 150. I'm like, cool, he's got like 20 yards, dude, pull pin, uh, for that destructive fire. Yeah. So, yeah. so Louis, uh, pulls out the pin, shoulders the, the 240. And I'm just sitting there, like, dude, we got five yards. And Allison just cuts away. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Like, oh, thank God, didn't have to, uh, have to waste uh, I was, anybody. I was, I was so ready to be like, dude, open up, like, America. We're going <laughs> to show these assholes, like, you don't fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they split off. And uh, so we get back, because we were, we were actually, like, the hid boat. With, oh, and had to, yeah. like, break away, pick them up. Yeah, and then go yeah, back to hid. Um, so yeah, we got back to hid, and, like, holy shit, were we just, like, the most patriotic assholes in all of Bahrain <laughs> at that point. We're like, this is America. <laughs> and we're like, this clearly isn't America, but. Yeah, well, it's not even international waters, actually, to <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> obscure the point. But, yeah, oh, uh, that's we were, awesome. I, we were I five yards away from getting a free ticket home because they would have flown us out immediately before. Oh, yeah, standard <laughs> practice. Before the Bahrainis would have been like, nah, they're coming with us. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we were five yards away from getting out of this shithole. Yeah, um, holy crap. And so, like, altogether, how long were you in Bahrain for? Were you there for? I did two years. Two years. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I only did 14 months, and that was, like, 13 yeah. too many. But... So, yeah, first uh, first command, um, it's automatic OTAP. Um, okay. so, so it was forced two years. But they gave me that free 30 days of leave, which was super dope. That's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was about the only, like, super cool thing. Yeah. Um, uh, like boat wise um i remember always being i always remember being on north and those they'd have to go to customs all the time yeah yeah and uh i guess one time one of the ones that passed us because we we were on a north that day and uh next thing you know like we're getting pulled into like hey like just fyi this uh boat that just went to customs had like ak's thousands of rounds in the hole and the whole hull was lined with c4 like wire in the plunger ready to go if they got caught holy crap and it's it's like knowing what i know now as a as a bomb technician it's like okay that's a lot of bang like everything would have been gone oh yeah yeah wow Um, that is wild well and yeah just you don't even think about it you know at the time you're just kind of so much of it is you're like resigned to your fate you're like well what the hell am i gonna do about it like i was gonna just no 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 like karnak the (laughs) magnificent like like just know that there's explosives positive 
think positive thoughts and uh, my chi or something will protect me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. So, okay. So you do uh, you do two years in Bahrain. You, you get your yeah. boats on. Uh, where uh, where did you get stationed after that? So after that, I went to uh, HSM-77 uh, Hilo Squadron over in Atsugi, Japan. Oh, nice. Um, that was attached to uh, the George Washington uh, who's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah, not for um, good reasons. Right. Um, and so we deployed with them on a six-month rotation, so six months on, six months off. So I okay. ended up doing one-and-a-half deployments on the G-Dub. Um, during that second one, we went all the way to San Diego and uh, hull-swapped with the Reagan. Okay. Um, which, that is interesting how long it takes uh, to take everything off of one aircraft carrier and put everything back on a different aircraft carrier. Sounds uh, like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were there for about a month. Um, wow. But so a month in San Diego, like, is is a pretty easy day. Yeah, it doesn't sound terrible. No, yeah. no, I got really drunk and really fat, really fast. Um, Funny how that works, <laughs> right? Food and alcohol. Who to thunk it? Like, that's the that's the secret to not being fit. Yeah, yeah, those extra calories they got to go somewhere, you know. Right, straight to the hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so you did uh, switched over to the to the Reagan, and then were you underway with the Reagan, or, or how yeah. did that work? Yeah. Okay. So um, all the Hilo squadrons and fighter uh, like fighter squadrons uh, went to the Reagan to go back to Japan, um, and luckily uh, I got my shell back doing that. Oh, nice! And uh, and then we went to Australia. Wow! And everything you've ever heard about Australia is completely fucking true yeah (laughs) (laughs) giant statues of steve Irwin everywhere and yes 100 (laughs) percent. damn that sounds that was fantastic that was that was an absolute trip um and it's the craziest craziest thing so like we got um uh so to start start off every port visit um i'm really good at statistics so we go straight to um uh a casino and we play roulette all right. And I just tell my buddies, hey, just do what I do. You're going to get rich, I promise. <laughs> um, All right. It, it worked about 10% of the time. But this one time, like, this was the 10%. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we walked in with 100 bucks, and about an hour later, we each had 600 Not too shabby. So we didn't pay for a single thing in uh, Australia. That's great, man. Um, so that was just night day one into night one um, of Liberty. Uh, we just have an absolute blast uh we end up going to this bar and the bar is the name of the intersection of the street okay something in abbey that's all i know (laughs) um like proceed to just get absolutely wasted uh every every sailor in the world does of course Um, meets a gorgeous australian chick you know who just like whose accent just drives you bonkers and like you end up just going home alone anyway um Sure. Pretty much standard. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty standard. Um, I woke up the next morning because you have to call the ship between 5 and 8 a.m. And my policy was always just wake up right at 5, call, and then pass back out. Yep. Easy peasy. Um, uh, have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah. So, you know when they all get food poisoning from the calzones and, like, they can't move? Yeah, yeah. So I pretty much had to Ron Swanson off my bed to knock the phone off the receiver and then like painfully dial 
the oh, numbers to, to no. the ship. I was, I was so hammered, tack, hungover all at the same time. Oh, no. That, like, I physically, like, the lower half of me didn't work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just So it's like, okay, we're just going to roll, knock this over, punch the button, say, hey, me and McBride are alive, we're good, and yeah. just hate life the rest of the day. Oh, God. Um, Do not miss that. <laughs> no, that was, that was just the greatest and the best part is like i've tried to google where the hell this place is i'm like there's no way like i made this completely up in my mind and i cannot find it on google maps google earth apple maps um just anything this like it's almost like this place doesn't exist yeah like i've I've, i just went to the starting end of abbey road or abbey lane whatever abbey boulevard whatever the hell it is and i just scrolled intersection by intersection trying to find this bar yeah and i can't Just you're teleported into another dimension, drink, right? Teleported back. Exactly, just crazy shit. I'm like, <laughs> I, there's no way my mind made this entire night up. Like, eh, could have, right? right? Totally could have. Now, the drinking that you did in Bahrain, do you think that prepared you for drinking in Australia? Like, were you ready? Oh, oh, completely. Um, <laughs> being being 19 years old and being legally allowed to drink was just the greatest thing ever. It's like, yeah, this is, this is why I'm here. Like, I'm here to, <laughs> you know, kick some ass and just get hammered every off day. Oh, of course. Which yeah. pretty much happened. And at the uh, Bahraini dinar exchange rate, that was a very expensive uh, lesson. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um yeah, I I I weep for the amount of money I could have made if I just like I I haven't had a drink in a few years now and uh yeah, if I just like if I went to Bahrain now, like I'd pocket 20 grand probably. Yeah. Cuz it's just yeah, easy. I'm not spending money on stupid shit. Right. Right. So. Yeah, 100%. But eh, you know, let bygones be bygones. You're only young once, so eh, whatever. But, uh, all right, so how long were you in Australia for? Five days. Okay. Well, you hit the ground running. <laughs> did did you, did you keep it up, keep partying the rest of the days, or was it all the rest of the days spent on recovery? Uh, no, so luckily um, for the five days, uh, my rotation was first four off and just worked the last day. Um, nice. So pretty much every day was just like a repeat of itself, minus like we didn't get to that level. No, because um, you would die. Just, yeah. Right. Um, and I only woke up with 142 bucks left on day two. Awesome. So you right. still <laughs> way, still got money more than what you came in with. Perfect. Right. I was still 42 up at that point. That's great, man. Um, yeah. Awesome. It, was, it was a fun time. So then um, you did, I mean, did you do like a four-year stint altogether or was it longer? Uh, four years, nine months, and three days. Not that I counted. <laughs> All right. So you finished up your time in Atsugi, or? Yeah, yeah. I finished up there. Um, luckily, uh, the boat went out for a third time, but I only had like three weeks left uh, before I was going to go to Puget Sound, Puget Sound, however it's pronounced. Puget, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to get uh, get checked out of the Navy, so I didn't have to spend three weeks on the boat. Nice. Um, so I just went to the the shore portion of it and um, cleaned. For yeah, like three weeks was uh, of course show up at eight be done by noon yep proceed to get hammered yep pretty much standard that's what i yep. remember of my my checkout days too <laughs> right <laughs> all right so now you know you're getting out did you have a plan did you know what you wanted to do and and you know the other question along with that is why didn't you want to re-enlist um so 
when I was in Japan, um, I met my wife. Uh, oh, she was nice. she was army at uh, Camp Zama, which was like two three miles away. Um, so we had some mutual friends because uh, I, I had a Navy buddy who like knew half of that army base. Okay. So we were just partying at his house, and uh, I met Sarah. Nice. Um, so we we were dating for a hot minute, um, and then uh, got engaged. Great. And uh, she transferred here to Fort Carson. Um, ah, and okay. Because originally I actually got reselected to go back to Bahrain. Uh, no. Right. Right. So that's when I was like, you know what? This is a really easy out. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to cut ties, um, go live my life uh, here in Colorado. And uh, so my contract, she transferred here. I had like four months left mm-hmm. on my contract when she had transferred. So I uh, just uh, did all that until it was uh, time to go. And then okay. I was like, cool, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So yeah, you knew really for that reason. I mean, obviously a very, very good one. No, nope, right. don't, don't need to reenlist. Don't need to be doing that. Um, but then, you know, you'd mentioned wanting to be a master at arms cause you wanted to be a cop afterwards. So you still had that on your mind to be a cop. It was just a question of wherever you land. Pretty much. Um, cause you know, it's a thing that's no matter what state you're in, there's cops. Yes. Um, <laughs> It'd be a little like, weird if there weren't. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I want to be uh, an offshore offshore oil rigger in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like that's uh, it's not really a thing. Yeah, it's not a remote job. That's for sure. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. So, all right. So, you get out in, uh, in what, like uh, 2015? I think it was 16. 2016. Okay. Yep. And... Uh, do your checkout in Puget Sound, and then immediately from there to to Colorado. Uh, so Navy has to fly you back to your home of record. So did a spent like a week in Wisconsin because um, then she was uh, she was over on an exercise in like Poland or some crap. Yeah. Um, so she gets back from Poland while I'm pretty much flying to Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and we just like luckily it all timed out with like her taking leave that she pretty much hit Colorado and instantly hopped back on a plane to go to, uh, Wisconsin. Okay. So we met nice. up in, uh, met up in Ch- at Chicago here and then, uh, flew to Wisconsin together. So it worked out nicely. Okay. That's great. All right. Um, uh, yeah. And, uh, and you got hitched there or waited till no. Colorado? No. Um, so pretty much, yeah, we just spent the week, uh, packed all the crap out of my old room. Um, yep. and then made the, uh, like 16 hour trek all the way out here to Colorado. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. 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 Nebraska is so lovely to drive through. Oh gosh. It's just like if you put a state on repeat. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like those old uh, Mickey Mouse cartoons where the, the background is just the same and it's on the carousel and just keeps going. Except 100%. it's corn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, thank God you guys have a football team in college. Right. <laughs> Nothing else spectacular but college. You know, you have to pay to play. Yeah, yeah. But uh all right. Nice. Yeah, sixteen hour drive. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 I uh when I moved out here to New York I, I had a U Haul and I had my car trailered and I had my cat as a co pilot. And I nice. drove from Utah all the way out to New York. It was like That's right. You're all the way from Utah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, at the time. So yeah, that was that was a trek. But uh, you know, hey, sixteen hours, you know, especially if it's just, you know, you're driving a passenger car and you've got someone else with you. Hopefully right. it wasn't 
too torturous. No, and we busted up over two days. Like we were lazy about it. Yeah, yeah. Might as well take your time. <laughs> you once you you're right. once you're in Colorado, you're there. So, right. um, so okay. So you land in Colorado. What's uh, what's it like getting into the police department, or like from when you get to Colorado to being in bomb disposal right now? Um, yeah. So basically, uh, I used. Uh, I would have actually done a full five years. Um, but I did the uh, like college waiver thing to get three months out early. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. So nice. then, you know, got here and I started college. Um, super easy, just criminal justice degree. Uh, never finished, uh, you know. Yeah. So college dropout, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> just tell people you finished college in like two years. Right. You don't have to mention that you didn't get a degree. <laughs> They'll just be like, wow, all right. Sweet. No, you must have had absolutely. a lot of transfer credits from the Navy. Oh, yeah. They gave me a whopping 17. That's um, actually a lot higher than I usually hear. Oh, so, really? Wow. Yeah. But I um, mean, but you're going for a degree that actually makes sense. So that's probably why. But good. Um, so basically, from there, so I didn't go straight into the reserves. Um, I was like, screw this. I'm out. Like, deuces. Yeah. And, um, Same here. So then when it was going to college and uh, pretty much told myself, like, look, I'll apply to the state troopers because um, I was like, they're always hiring. Of course. And it's like, and if I don't get anything within the next six months, then I'll maybe I'll go back to the reserves just for the, the cheap health care, even though she was uh, still in. So we had TRICARE um, mm-hmm. like normal, but just the extra like 300 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. And all that jazz. It's like, whatever. Got something. Um, yep. Right. And it just keeps me busy a little bit. Yeah. Um, beats playing uh, Xbox on the couch or when I'm not at school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm t- 25 years old like, and I'm sitting on a couch playing video games. Like, what am I doing with my life here? Yeah. yeah um, I shouldn't be having an existential crisis at a quarter century <laughs> year old. Right. Um, so long story short, I didn't uh, get picked up by the state troopers. Ah. Um, so that's when I was like, okay, cool. I'll go rehash it out with the Navy. Um during the reserves, I uh, was still uh, just an MA2. Um, about three months in, I took the advancement exam, picked up first. Damn. Um, That's awesome. So I was like, okay, cool. Like my problems are over. I've I've hit the I've hit the sweet spot of E6. Like yeah. people can't like no one's gonna tell me what to do. I'm gonna bark orders, <laughs> and like your problems get existentially worse. Oh yeah, yeah, they <laughs> really E6. do. It's like, I was like, oh, this is the worst rank ever. Like, why did I get promoted? Yes. Well, and especially, how long were you in the IRR before you went back into the drilling reserves? Like six months. I was always, okay, so it's still fresh yeah. in your mind. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Um, and so, like, luckily I was, I was at, like, a week from uh, not being considered uh, no separation in service. And I had to, like, redo everything. But since I was, like, sub six months by, like, a week, mm-hmm. they don't even count it as a break in service. They just say, cool, you're good. Oh, okay. Um, That's nice. so, I literally, so I literally just had to re-swear in, and that was it. Like, I was out of the Navy and back in the Navy within, like, 27 hours. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, I was I was RRR for three years, so I had to go back to MEPS. Yeah. Which sounds like it would suck. It didn't. It was hilarious because I... Right. I'd done it before. I knew what to expect. Like, okay, I understand right. this guy's fucking with me. I can tell him to screw off, you know, whatever. Right. And uh, it was hilarious, like, watching all these high school children just 
not being able to, you know, failing a breathalyzer, not because they're drunk, but because they don't understand the instructions, uh, like just hilarious stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I had to jump through all those hoops, which is kind of a pain, but kind of entertaining. Right. Um, and then same thing. It was like, I'm in the reserves. I'm like, wait, how do I salute people again? They're like, oh, you're taking the advancement exam. Excuse me. <laughs> cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, kind of a disaster, but, uh, but you picked up right away. That's awesome. Like what, when did you make MA2? Like that uh, you were eligible that quickly. So I made MA2 all the way in Bahrain. Um, wow. You were on um, the fast track, son. Woo. So, so like I had mentioned, I was like top of my class uh, for a school. So yeah. I got auto promoted to E4 nice. with that one year extension, which is why I ended up doing about five. Ah, okay. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I, I made, I made E4 eight months into my entire Naval career. Um, That's starting great. out, starting out at E1, uh, at boot camp. Um, Damn, man. That's then crazy. I picked up second class on like my second try. That's um, phenomenal. So yeah, I, I was a uh, second class for about probably six, seven months before I transferred to, uh, Japan. Nice. That is great. All right, so you're you're in the reserves. You think you're going to be on Easy Street, being an E6, and you find out the truth. What's uh, what's the first shit job they had you doing as a new E6? Uh, so you introduced to the the FCPOA, um, and all that jazz. Um, like literally, like one of the first things I did after the frocking ceremonies, I had to go to CPO 365. Of course, got to learn how to be a chief now that you're first class. And holy shit, do I just like despise the entire goat locker because of it oh yeah um so the topic was um honorary chiefs what a snore yeah. fest right right a topic that just 100 percent doesn't fucking <laughs> bill <matter>. cosby <laughs> ernest <laughs> <Right>. borgnine <laughs> we're just gonna start the list off real strong there yeah of course um, yeah but yeah so just uh and this poor dude um uh, is just struggle busing his way through this PowerPoint that he wrote. And it was just a train wreck and you couldn't look away. There was so much chaos and disaster. You're like, Oh man, this yeah. dude is drowning. Oh, that sucks. And, uh, and this, uh, senior chief just like stops him, cuts him off, gets up in the front and starts just reaming us for not helping him. Like you see your shipmate drowning and you're just going to sit there. I'm like, absolutely. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I didn't even know we had honorary chiefs until like I sat down two minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And so like bad first impression as an new sex. I was like, okay, like this yeah. isn't like, this is clearly really stupid and a cult. It, yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and so I just, I just kind of like sat in like, we had like our own little MA office. Cause there was like a dozen of us, um, out of this unit of like 60 people, there was like 12 to 15 of us that were all MAs of various ranks. Um, so I pretty much got put in charge of like, Hey, like have the MAs doing MA stuff. Like we ran your analysis. We maintained the watch bill for the most pointless watch known to mankind. Of course. Um, that's all there is in the reserves. Right. It's like, cool. I'm on an army base. The last thing that's going to get attacked is like the small area of squids. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they don't and want even to if, do with this. 
and even if a, an active shooter came in, you weren't armed. You stood there and greeted people. You were just the bullet sponge that let everyone else in the building know an active shooter was happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, it was so dumb. and Beautiful. All this crap. Like, I always took very huge pride in, like, my military bearing. That was about it. It was always, yes, whatever your yeah. rank title was, uh, yes sir, no sir, yes chief, whatever. And, like, when you get, like, broed on day two from, like, as an E6 and – from an E3 and you're just like, uh, I don't, like, I don't want to sound like an asshole and like pull rank, but, uh, like, fucking excuse me. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like have a little, have a little respect for yourself with uh, the military bearing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's the least you can do in the reserves because everything else is a joke. Like just hold yourself to a standard. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. And, and it was weird too, because, uh, you, you know, with active duty, it was like rank was important because you didn't really see people off duty that much. Like there would be no reason for me to be hanging out with a chief. Wouldn't make sense. But in the reserves that got a lot more common. And, uh, I actually got to know, um, my XO because I certified as GI bill enrollment. Oh, nice. So, I mean, just kind of like a weird quirk, but it's like, okay, well I know him as a civilian too. And, um, you know, there's nothing, you know, what what was he ever going to do except that he had to sign off, like, on my travel stuff, like in DTS right. or whatever. So if I wanted to be particularly lazy and take a more expensive flight because I wanted to get in at a certain hour, you know, or whatever, he'd just approve it. He would never question right. if I submitted something. But it's like, I'm not trying to rip anyone off. I'm just trying to, like not have a 12 hour flight, you know, or something like right. that. So I don't, don't want to be stuck in Minneapolis for 13 hours. It's like, yeah, there's nothing to do there. So like, that was like the only like real perk or, you know, anything, anything that happened, but it was, it was a little weird. Cause it's like, I tried to like you maintain my military bearing. Like if we're in your, yes, sir, no, sir. And you know, that type of thing. But he was always pretty relaxed about it. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's like, we're still, Still in the Navy, still in uniform, like, gotta ha- maintain a certain standard, but... Yeah, yeah, you can't just remove the bar, like, the bar has to be there. <laughs> it, exactly, yeah, it's not there for you to, you know, limbo under, so, gotta right. hit it. But, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. So, are you are you still in the reserves, or what's, what's your deal there? No, I have uh, officially been free for a little over a year now. Congratulations. Right? Great Thanks. feeling, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is like, I can have this goatee now. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was pretty much like the struggle broke the camel's back on that. Cause like, you know what? I could put up with this for another decade if I really wanted to, Yeah. but I don't. Um, so back when Sarah was pregnant with Maddie, uh, like, like seven or eight months pregnant, like edge of popping here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gets a flat tire, like just other side of town it would take me 20 minutes maybe like each direction and then maybe five to 10 to change a tire. Cause let's be honest, change a tire is not hard. Yeah. That's not, um, not that anyone in today's generation knows how to do that. Um, <laughs> but Hey, yeah. but so, <clears throat> so I go to the, my senior chief and I'm just like, Hey senior, like I get it. CPO is about to start very pregnant wife, existential crisis, flat tire need to go rescue her. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, how how important is CPO three sixty five to you? I looked down like, it's fucking not. Yeah. Like it, it never will be. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. Yeah. Like if I had absolutely nothing going on in my life, 
Mm-hmm. Sure, it's probably important. Yeah. But no. <laughs> like, yep. pregnant wife, flat tire, wrong side of town. My ass is leaving whether you approve it or not. Like, take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah. I'm just giving you the courtesy of prior notice <laughs> before right. I walk it's out like, the door anyway. This isn't, this isn't me asking. <laughs> I'm telling, but I'm saying it in an asking way to make you feel like you have power. Yeah. It's that military bearing that you bring to the table. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the poor look on that asshole's face when I told him I didn't fucking care. He's like, and I was like, dude, do you just know? Yeah, it's like I, I find, you know, something import, more important came up, so I'm going to skip it. And if I, if it was even feasible for me to be permitted to be excused from it for being hungover, I would, I would use that as an excuse. But right. <laughs> I have something valid here. Got to go. Right, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that was pretty much like everything else was just really boring. And, uh, yeah. Knows about it, so like the Naval Reserves was just a huge joke for five years. Did Did um, you go anywhere cool at least for AT or? I got it... stationed in Norfolk. No, and that's the weird thing because you're west of the Mississippi. What the hell are you even doing on the Eastern Seaboard? That's so weird. right. It, it's so expensive to send me anywhere. Like, yeah. Well, I it was just the dumbest. I I was in three different commands for when I was. In, in my six years of reserves, right? So I started off in Utah, and they're like, okay, you got to pick a billet. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I somehow got selected for the fourth fleet. And so I'd go to Florida. I was supposed to go to Florida once a quarter. Right. From Utah. And then my AT was in El Salvador. It's completely stupid and pointless, but whatever. Like, it was kind of cool. I didn't mind right. going down there. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, this doesn't make any sense, but I was kind of glad, like, cause a lot of guys were like cross assigned out to like China Lake or just some, some shithole. Like I got lucky here. Right. But yeah, like Norfolk, it's like, all right, you're going to pay to send me somewhere terrible. Great. Right. <laughs> like the only upside, like besides it was, it's Norfolk and it sucks. Um, our little like reserve unit there. We were like a tiny family. Like all we did was hang out. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, the only major AT for the year was the uh, Oceana Air Show. Sweet. Um, so that's just three days of like telling people where to park, which is stupid and hot out, but whatever. Like not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, like just some people, I'm actually like I'm more in contact with the people that I was in the reserves with for a year that I've I've maybe spent like. 20 days with versus people i've you know like spent years with action action at at an actual command wow yeah um well you you, it depends on depends on the person but you know with reserves you you have an outside life too so there can be you know stronger connections there and you know it's less of a focus on the military whereas like the military i think for a lot of people is just a job yeah and yeah i i have a cat me too, yeah. Well, I don't. The wife has a cat. I just tolerate him. Yeah, yeah. She, she's always making noise and showing her butt and stuff. So, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's great. So you've been out for a little over a year. You're married. You got four year old Maddie running around. Um, but then you know we talk about outside life. Um. Obviously, family would be life outside of the military, right. but uh, but obviously your your uh, 
you're doing bomb disposal stuff. So how did you, and when did you get into that? Um, so back in 2017, I got picked up by, uh, my current department. Uh, so I work for a sheriff's office. So I'm a, I'm a deputy. Um, awesome. and everyone starts in the jail. Um, okay. and corrections is a, such a weird animal, but I was like vaguely comfortable Okay. because, um, so did you ever go on an aircraft carrier? Uh, no. No. Never okay. Have. Super lucky. Um, <laughs> as but, an MA? Yes. Yes. Right. hundred percent. Um, so I get there and, you know, my, uh, detentions training officer like teaches me how to do everything, which is just so easy. Like this isn't rocket science. Yeah. Um, but it's super funny because it reminded me 100% of the aircraft carrier. Everything's gray. Yep. You hate everyone you see and you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm like, oh, like this is too easy. Like I'm already comfortable. Yeah, I, I know how this works. <laughs> right. So I'm just like telling people, hey, don't go here. Hey, don't do that, which is 100% MA, MA on an aircraft carrier. You're just a paid babysitter with a gun. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, this is pretty easy. Like not a big deal. Um. I'm yeah. relatively decent at talking to people. Um, yeah. So, like, I could talk a, you know, a, an idiot off a ledge who was trying to get violent with us. It's like, hey, man, just calm the hell down. Like, you know, yeah. let's think about the repercussions here. Like, this clue isn't going to end well for you. Yep. Um, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you talk them down. But uh, once you get hit your year in the jail, you can start working special management, okay. which is, like, the batshit psycho maximum security dudes who cover themselves in poo and want to fight every day. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> right. Like, okay, well, it's like, oh, I guess this is happening, man. Like, there's nothing I can do to talk to you because you clearly don't hear me and I don't want to listen to you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did I did the jail for 14 months. Um, and then I got selected to go to patrol. And that was, you know, doing actual cop stuff, going call to call, yeah. arresting people. Um, I had, I had this one, this about a, like a 32-day period um, I hit the the trifecta of ship magnet for law enforcement. Um, <laughs> got into a a very like violent fight against a crazy chick who happened to also have a bucket of like poo and pee. Um, so I was Why just, do they, right, where do like, they get these buckets from? We need bucket right? control. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, like we need to start reform right now on five gallon buckets. Yes. Um, five gallons. Oh my god. I was thinking like gardening. All right. So the like, the the crazy thing was this chick lived in like a makeshift room that was like built into the garage. Um she was going to get medically transported cuz she was just losing her shit. Um, <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Yes. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um so of course America's heroes don't want to get confrontational so they call the cops. Like, "Hey, we got this violent resistor. We need you to take control of her so then we can transport her." And it's like, "All right, cool. Not a big deal." Yeah. Um, we just hear her going off. Yeah. And so my partner, she gets on the radio and she's like, Hey, just get a supervisor here. Cause like, this is going to be a fight. Like there's no way around it. We yep. just want a supervisor here to like say, yeah, we're doing shit correctly. Well, mm -hmm. before he can get there, she comes out with this bucket and just locks eyes with me. And oh, I'm just like, no. I'm like, okay, well this is happening. Like, so yeah. I draw my tape. So I pull on my taser and I'm like, Hey, like, seriously, come on, knock it off. Like, I'm just going to tase you. Yeah. Like all you gotta do is put the bucket down. We can talk, even though we're not going to talk this out because you're yeah, often you're some having an episode. excited delirium somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's like, we're not going to talk about this, but I don't want to tase you. So please don't. Yeah. Um, so she comes charging at me and, uh, 
her caretaker decides to like jump in the way because I was about to just pop the taser on her and it was just gonna be over. Yeah. But here he jumps in the way like you know Secret Service for the president. So I. <laughs> so luckily, luckily I had enough like restraint to not just shoot him in the ass by taser. Oh god. Um, but he eats this entire bucket. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and oh. Uh, so I'm just sitting there watching. It. At this point, like I'm in shock. I'm like, oh that just fucking happened oh, and then so she, then she turns and looks at me i'm like oh shit it's back on so i'm trying to holster my taser at this point because i'm like okay like there's too many like potential things that go wrong she no longer has the bucket yeah uh i'm just gonna introduce her to gravity yeah um so she comes at me with you know like tries like an overhand swing which is super easy telegraphed okay block grab wrap pick up and gravity yes um Super awesome time. Um, <laughs> you have such a positive attitude about it, you know? Right. You know, it's, it's just, there's so much horrible crap that you see in law enforcement. It's hard not to just like laugh about everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is just the first instant. It gets way worse. Um, jeez. Oh, in this, in this trifecta. <laughs> um, so then basically like, you know, we get her in cuffs, uh, she gets charged with assault on a peace officer, like whatever. I didn't care. We make terrible victims cause we don't care right right it's like whatever she tried to hit me thumped her whatever not a big deal yeah um but so at the time that was like when covid first hit and like barbershops weren't open so i was actually like shaving my head yeah because i'm like i can't have hair like it's too hot and here in colorado it's super dry um so then i'm walking away back to my car to go drive home get a fresh uniform on because i got a little bit of stainage from like remnants of whatever the hell was on her exactly um and they just go like holy shit i'm like what and here it looks like uh like something out of jurassic park where like a velociraptor (laughs) just down the side of my head from where she clogged me and i was like god damn it now i gotta go get hepatitis shots (laughs) yeah so that was that was a trip yeah that was a trip and then i had a band-aid on my head the rest of the night and there was like seven hours left of shift so every call i went to oh what happened uh don't worry about it like yeah i'm fine not a big deal. I just fought somebody. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um. So that was the the first incident. And like three days later, <laughs> get get into an officer involved shooting. Um, oh no. So like this, and the the best part was like, I was assigned to District One. Um. So for us, that is like super rich. Like your problems are just the dumbest thing. Kind of calls. Yeah. Um. And our our two three cars. Our, our three district three is like super busy always crazy shit going down yeah so both the three cars were so busy they pulled me out of uh you know rich people who get scammed over the internet to to go assist um <laughs> district three who's just getting absolutely like destroyed yeah yeah like we had we had like four felony arrests out of there that night and Whoa. it takes forever to, to book one of those yeah so it's it's like 11 or something ish at night I get off at midnight. I'm just chilling in like a church parking lot. And like, okay, this is dumb. And I'm bored. Like, why'd you pull me down here? Cause like nothing was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And you're almost like telegraphically inviting trouble at that point. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, it's like, man, I don't know why they had called me down here. Like nothing, nothing's happened since I showed up. And then like this horrible DV call comes in. Um, and I'm just reading the call screen notes, like dudes drunk, bo- going like ballistic, smashing stuff. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm only like three blocks away. Yeah. Like, cool. So I scoot in over there and then generally the rule of thumb is like, you don't go in alone. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Those um, are like the worst scenarios to go into for a cop. 
So like I roll down my window and I'm like three blocks away and I can just hear like the China being smashed, like all sorts of crazy shit. And, and so at this point I'm just like, I gotta go. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing I can do about it. like I, I don't have time to wait for backup because like the lady was like pregnant had another kid, um yeah. dude's just going ape shit. Jeez. And uh, so then like I get out of my car and I'm just like okay like this is really going to suck. Oh yeah. Um and I just I get like whatever the dude's version of intuition is um to just yeah. take one last look at my call screen and a yeah. note pops up like she's outside the house. I'm like awesome thank whatever deity you want to thank get on the horn like if you're still over on the phone tell her to just walk north right now yeah so cool like like not 10 seconds later i see these two little silhouettes like emerge from the shadows i'm like cool awesome hey i'm you know i'm deputy like no shit like sit in my car and all of a sudden just bullets start flying at us oh god and i was like okay cool and then this is like I went like full predator mode, like how I always wanted to be in uh, the Middle East. So I was like, "Oh, game on now!" So I go back to my truck, uh, or not my truck, my unit. I pop the trunk, grab my rifle, and at the time I was a designated marksman, so I had like a really nice rifle compared to everybody else. Nice, nice. Um, so I'm just like, so it's like, yeah, this dude's about to die. Oh yeah. Um, um, so it's a just a single lane, like not single lane, but like. Only two directions you can go, sure. no major intersections. Dude had a 50-50 on what direction to walk. Mm-hmm. He picked the wrong direction, so he started walking south when we were north. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, uh, finally, uh, after the rounds come in, I'm just like, ah, you know, shots fired, shots fired, not a big deal. Like, <laughs> not I'm, a big deal. I'm, 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 not, I'm not one of those dudes who screams on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're like, chase shots fired? Yeah, I'm getting shot. That's cool. Like, get over, just get, <laughs> give me some backup. Let's do this. Yeah, um, yeah. And so dude ends up walking south um and my partner comes in from the south just all the lights floodlights like this huge billboard that says please shoot me yeah and yeah. i'm just like oh oh shit um and then i just hear her on the radio like screaming like i'm getting shot at. i'm like oh shit i'm coming yeah like you know fuck cover and concealment i'm just running down the yeah. middle of the road with my rifle yeah yeah and uh and then one of our, our swat dudes took like tactical control of the radio and like that's the only thing I remember hearing between like me running like a hundred yards up the road. Yeah. Is hey man, like covering concealment. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do something smart and not like die. Yeah, yeah, not just run directly <laughs> into the bullets. And so so then I, I duck behind these cars and I'm like, you know, uh just make my way along the sidewalk using all these cars as covering concealment. And here, like that was completely the wrong choice because next thing I know I'm getting these microsonic booms and whizzes flying like right past my head. Holy shit. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting shot. So I duck behind a car. I'm like, hey guys, like, can you do something about this? I'm, you know, I'm getting shot at here. Yeah. yeah. And then finally I hear he gets dropped. Um, I'm like, okay. So now it's like, everyone's just like, maintain your positions, keep eyes on them. We're coming. Like we promise. And that was that whole, like two minutes felt like two hours. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. It just drags on forever. Yeah. So like, I'm in, I'm in my spot. I'm like, I know he's telling me to stay put. I'm like, but I'm in a bad spot. Um, I can't see him. And I see there's another car like 45 degrees across the street. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, cool. I'm just going to frog on over there, prone out, and just glass this dude. And if he fucking twitches, I'm plugging him. Um, Good plan. So do what I do. And then, yeah, the, uh, the whole eternity um, happens and everyone shows up. Uh, we just handled business. And then yeah. everyone's like, hey, man, did you get shot? I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, sh- they're shining flashlights on me and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I have no idea how I didn't get hit. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it was like, because you like, 
apparently you don't feel it when you get shot like because of adrenaline and stuff i don't know luckily i've never been shot yet yeah um yeah so so basically it's just you know pat myself down my hands aren't bloody cool i think i'm okay yeah yeah um, so yeah that, that was crap. that was a that was crazy event number two that's um, sounds like a pretty shitty week so far yeah <laughs> right it's absolutely terrible week it's it was a, a great happy time. hump day everybody high five <laughs> <laughs> uh and I was supposed to go on vacation, like, the next day. Oh, man. It's always, like, the Friday before vacation when, of like, course. everything just breaks loose and you're like, this is terrible. Yep. Um, and so then, like, two, three weeks later, I'm out in uh, our, like, BFE, middle of nowhere district, District 4, where there's more cows than there are people. Yep. And we get this call that uh, this dude stopped at, like, uh, intersection that was under construction, talked to a worker from dot and uh was like my family's kidnapped i'm trying to rescue him like but he's just high as shit on something like yeah, the dude who calls yeah. it in is like this guy is like batshit yeah, yeah and so we're sitting there at like uh on the road like he's supposed to be coming this way so we're like <laughs> i have a special our... set of pills <laughs> right and so we're, we're sitting there at the edge of our jurisdiction like waiting for this dude to come um a vehicle of similar uh make model passes by so i just run um and like pull them over and like hey you guys good and like yeah i'm like you're famous i'll be kidnapped no okay sorry i have the wrong car like you know just sorry yeah. dude didn't mean to stop you but we got some shit going down oh not a big deal and then i hear hey he's right behind you and here I, <laughs> i'm standing on the side of the road and this uh other white suv just comes barreling down the wrong side of the road oh my god and i'm like that's what I'm looking for. Run back to my car, get in, uh, start chasing this dude. Uh, we hit like 120 miles an hour through like most of this. Holy shit. Um, and like there's construction zones coming up. We're starting to get into like town where uh, there's just nowhere good to uh, like TVI this dude where, you know, they hit like the back tire and they spin out and shit. Like there's just nowhere good to do that. Um, Cause like we always, I would have ended that like way sooner, but we end up driving like 12 miles at like 120 miles an hour, like through construction zones, like passing people. Like it was just an absolute nightmare. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and luckily, uh, so he was, he was actually about to just plow over a state trooper who was like trying to set up like spike strips or something. Yeah. But luckily my sergeant was coming from like this angle and just straight T-bones the dude into, oh, thank God. into like, um, like a guardrail. Yeah. And so then we get out, we rip them out of the window and all that jazz, and we arrest them. Jeez, but it's just, man. I'm just like, I need to, I just need to stop. <laughs> like yeah, this is a, yeah. this is a bad month for me. Yeah, yeah. Hit the, hit the trifecta, fight, shooting, and his pursuit. I'm like, okay, this is a. Uh, uh, but luckily, um, at that point, I'd already been selected to go over to the bomb team full time because I had nice. been uh, part time on the bomb team for about a year and some change at that point. Okay. So. Um, just as like a paratechnician um, in training, like can't do any of the fun stuff, but like, Hey, you need me to like prep robot or you need me to prep um, any of like our disruptor tools. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Like that was, that was my job. I was, I was a gear bitch for like two years. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's sounds very familiar. It sounds like being a striker right. in the Navy and <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, um, so luckily like through all, all that stuff, they're like, yeah, we need to just like send you over to EOD. So I'm like, cool nice um so then i got to go over there full time um and uh i went through uh it's called hazardous devices school um mm -hmm. last last july and it's down in huntsville alabama okay 
Nice. So 108 degrees in the shade, 100% humidity, oh, and you wear you wear that big heavy green bomb suit like <sighs> for two weeks straight, and you're just dripping. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was an absolute blast. Um, no, no pun, pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you got to blow some stuff up too. Um, That's great, man. So I finished finished that course, um, and it was it was actually like a really hard course. Like you know we've oh, yeah. done we've done like naval schools and all that stuff, and you're like okay, it was good training, but at the end of it nothing was really hard this was actually like kind of tough yeah yeah so well so the, got... it's not really it doesn't strike me as a job for someone who uses the end of eraser end of a pencil put it that way you would be so surprised really some of the people in the <laughs> the bob tech community who make it through it like they are dumb as fuck oh, um i feel better already <laughs> right yeah like like you would you'd be like top of the class like you'd, you'd do just fine <laughs> Well, uh, um, yeah, there was just a, a bomb threat at 35th and 7th, uh, right near Penn Station here in New York right. City. And that's right where uh, some of my friends have a, a podcasting studio. And uh, you know, it was one of those things where they're like, yeah, it went on for several hours where they're like trying to clear it. And they're like, yeah, I think probably like as soon as the bomb guy looked at it, he's like, yeah, that's not a bomb, but like let's use right. this as like a training exercise and like just go through our protocols type deal right but yeah luckily it wasn't yeah. anything because yeah i was actually in the suit um operationally like a week and a half ago for like the exact same thing no shit um crazy dude just runs up to a, one of our walmarts it's a bomb throws his bag and like books it <laughs> and we're like okay well i guess i'm getting in the suit so you know get in the suit do do what is what we do and it's just homeless clothes and yeah, other other stupid shit. Like it's nothing, but yeah, it's a, what he meant to say. It's a BM. It's just, <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> wrapped up in his homeless clothes that he lobbed at some woman's head. Right, beautiful, beautiful. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it was just a super fun job. Um, we train all the time. Um, but to justify, like, obviously, there's not bombs every single day. Right. Um. Right. So we also we also do arson. So we're the arson detectives. Ah, okay, um, makes sense. Um. So it's all all sorts of fun and all that jazz. Um. But the one thing that's like super cool about our job um, is we're regional. So I'm not just stuck to the county I'm in or just the city I'm in. Like we actually cover about almost half of the state of Colorado. So I go oh, out wow. to the old old mining community when like grandpa dies and he's got sticks of dynamite in his attic that are 60 years old and <laughs> sweating nitroglycerin. And you're like, this is really bad. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Or like Ooh. old copper caps that are super sensitive to static. Um, that's like all, sort of, all sorts of fun stuff. Um Wow. But uh, so I talked to I've, I have a lot of you know friends in the bomb community um, from a whole bunch of agencies and they're like, so how many calls do you go on in a year? And when I when I say I, I do about 300 calls a year. Wow. Like their jaw hits the floor. They're like we get like 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got you hoofing it all over the place. Right. You know, <laughs> and, and that, as said, like we're in the mining community. So it's like super justifiable why we're, why we're full time. That's all I do. Um, yeah. Because yeah. we're constantly we're constantly going out. Um, but another scary statistic is I've, I've not even been a certified tech for a year now. Uh, it'll be a year like next month. Um, Happy I've, uh, I've disarmed nine IEDs. God damn. Right. Like you're just like, Oh, like, you know, how often does like a bomb tech actually go on a real bomb? I've, I've done nine. Um, that's and, and in Colorado. Like you wouldn't think that. Right. And that's just me. Like there's seven other dudes on our team who also like get to have turns doing the fun stuff yeah it's not like you were the lucky guy every time now i i mean can you talk about that at all is like uh that there's a, some a of them pattern? some of them sure 
yeah some of them sure um so like one that we did uh so we got pike's peak um and uh super awesome touristy area all that good shit um and there's a highway that just goes up the whole way so these guys are um in the middle of the woods they work on the highway they go eat lunch in nature all that that fun shit mm-hmm. and uh they come across this huge hole in the ground yeah and um so they they jump in this hole it's like an underground bunker mm-hmm. like somebody's little like awesome hidey hole they find this <laughs> ammo can and they're like oh cool like free ammo because you know ammo's you know of course uh, yeah has right now open it up and inside are two pipe bombs oh shit and they're just like and close the ammo can and let's walk away yeah so Holy so we crap. get uh we get out there um and so there's two of them and me and another buddy had just gotten back so like okay you do one i'll do the other like it'll be fun you know, we'll <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> it's one way of looking you know, at it's, it it's it's what it's what we do you know we have a we have a few screws loose because otherwise you know why would you do this job exactly um, so like my buddy takes care of uh his and so standard pipe bomb uh cast uh like cast steel or cast iron uh simple fuse so we understood how it functioned uh we took x-rays of it we knew what was on the inside mm-hmm. um he got lucky his his uh had all of the nails and additional frag on the inside of the pipe so i had to do is you know do what we do to disassemble it and just pour everything out Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, all the external frag and nails were taped to the outside. Ah, yeah. So to so to do what we do to get rid of it, I had to remove, like, layers of that tape. So I'm just, like, laying on my belly in the dirt with, like, a, a knife, just like, all right, nice and slow, just peeling, <laughs> peeling away layers of tape and nails. Like, man, oh, I really hope this shit. don't go off because that would hurt. Yeah, yeah. Or it wouldn't because it would just it, it would no longer be my problem, instant, yeah. Yeah, before you could process what was going on. Right, so, Holy you know. Shit take take five ten minutes just peeling all that shit away and then we take care of it and it was all said and done it was it was over yeah and so we have a we have a dude on our team who's like team dad Mm -hmm. uh he's like he's like 50 the rest of us are in our like late 20s early 30s um so he's talking to the the people who run like pikes peak highway Mm -hmm. and he's like you know they're really good uh we train them yada yada um and he says to me the effect of Curtis, what do, what do I always tell you about safety and liability? And this is why I'm peeling all that shit away. I just peek my head. I'm like, oh, it's optional. <laughs> <Just keep going>. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I got I got to talk to you about that later. He's like, dude, you can't you can't be doing that in front of the actual like you know the customer here. I'm like, why? It was funny. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like nobody died. We're good. Yeah. Exactly. Come on. So just... now that that's that's the running joke. Every time we go out on something, he looks at uh, me and my buddy and goes. Come on, guys, safety and liability. We're like, well, it's optional. Like, we're fine, dude. Yeah. Like, we got this. We're trust me, we're professionals. Yes. Um sure we're hard drinkers, but we know what we're doing. Yeah. And that's that's the only shitty part about this job. So obviously bombs don't just happen during business hours. So we have on call periods and like we can't drink. Sure, sure. And I'm on I'm on my uh final week of a six week stint. Oh wow. So it's like come Monday, because I don't work Mondays, I work Tuesday to Friday, like my happy ass is getting like two beers in me. Yeah. So we have beer. I gotta be responsible. I've got I've you know, I've got kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know I'm sure I'm gonna have to go to the park at some point. Yeah. Life priorities change a little bit, but that's right. great. Yeah, that is that is a wild journey from the center of Wisconsin where there are no oceans. Nope. To the Navy, to Bahrain, to Atsugi, San Diego, Australia, Puget Sound. Wisconsin again, and then Colorado. 
Holy right? shit, man. Yeah, I've uh, quite the been, journey. been a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing everything. Um, is there? Do you have any words of wisdom, like if someone wanted to join or if there's a big life lesson that you took away that you want to share with everybody? Run. Run? <laughs> <laughs> For cardio or away from the bomb or... <laughs> uh no so one cardio is always good um but no like cardio. um no so like i've i've uh, i actually have a buddy his uh kid just signed up as a corpsman for the navy so like oh, nice. i just sat down with him and was like dude here's exactly what you know because he's going to meps like the next day yeah and that was pretty much it. it's like the only person that matters in that entire building besides yourself is the one that actually types your contract everyone else can go to hell yep um the doctor doesn't give a shit about you. He's not going to dictate what you do in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, your recruiter's not going to dictate what you do in the Navy. When you sit down and they say, hey, what do you want to do? That is the only person who matters in that entire building. Yep. Um, so it's, that's just pretty much how, how I treated my naval experience. Like I had, I had a lot of good times, I had a lot of bad times. Um, you know, between yeah, jumping out of towers, ramming boats, dying of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, yeah, I um, forgot about that one. <laughs> right? Um going to Australia, um, being out to sea for months at a time, like all the good and the bad crap. Yeah. Um, just take what you learn and then like somehow pass it forward. Yeah. Like whether, whether you meet some kid who's going to join the Navy, you know, don't, don't be like that dude, uh, who like I showed up to Bahrain and he was, you know, fuck the Navy, this, fuck the Navy, that like, and just bring everyone down. It's like, Hey man, you're gonna have your own experiences. Here's my two cents and maybe some words of wisdom, but yeah. you figure it out, figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what you have to do, like being the young guy is like, if you do run into Mr. Positive or Mr. Negative, it's like everyone you run into, it's like a buffet table. You take a little bit of that, a little bit of this, right. you know, and, and you make your own path. But uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's great advice. And uh, yeah, have to keep me posted on how his uh, Navy corpsman journey goes. See if he goes Fleet Marine Force or what the hell he's up to. I think that's what sold him because I was telling him, like, if I had to pick any other job besides MA, I was like, GM or Corman. Yep. Either you get to play with a lot of guns or you get to do some cool shit when you go FMF. That's right. And It'd so. Probably blow stuff up because you'll have to basically be a Marine. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully. We won't let another decade go by before we talk again, uh, and and we won't record the next one. We'll just you know right. we'll just shoot the shit. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Don't be a stranger. All right, Curtis. Thanks. Have uh have a great night.